0: We are excited to introduce to you Prophetic Edge, where we are going to be digging into the revelation of God's word and what it looks like to walk in victory through the word of God. Whenever God is ready to move in scripture and bring victory to people, he always brings a fresh edge of revelation. One of the greatest things in the world is as you begin to look in the kingdom of God, that God has a method. He has a system. He has a strategy for everything in God's great wisdom. God leaves nothing to chance. Nothing in the Bible is accidental. Nothing in the Bible is simply incidental, meaning that nothing happened in the Bible because of the series of events took over and God didn't know what was coming. So an accident or incidental. It just happened to be the incident of the day. It just happened to be what people came together and put the features together to make look like it was God. Everything that God does is divinely designed in his plan. Therefore, in a world that's constantly going through transition, let's talk about what transition looks like for the kingdom of God. When we looked at the life of David, we were talking about the process of greatness. Now, let's begin to look at the process of transition. Nobody understood transition better than Moses. Moses was a man of transition. He was a man who understood that constantly, like the clouds overhead, like the waters of the sea, like the constant winding of a river, like the Red Sea that continually moves and ebbs and flows, so is the kingdom of God. God, who begins in the life of Moses with transition of governmental powers, therefore, in a time when babies were being killed, God hides him in a basket. Transition. He floats him into the house of Pharaoh, raises him in a place where others would have tried to destroy him. He then gets raised in a educational system that was anti-Hebrew, was pro-Egyptian, was against His people had no place for his kind and yet he prospered in a system that sought to destroy him because he was in God's transition plan. He raises up to a place of governance and then he hears that his history demands that he represent and speak up for his people and he fights an Egyptian and murders him. And now he flees for his life because he's judged as being by the law guilty when he was one of the rulers of the law who could have called himself innocent. Now he's in transition in the desert. He's running for his life. Now he gets into a family that has been raised to think Egyptians were evil, and he marries the daughter of a priest. And now he's learning how to be a shepherd, the son of a priest, how to minister to a God he never knew, how to speak a language he'd never heard. He's in constant. Waves of transition. And so when we talk about Moses and Joshua, we're going to talk about the lifestyle of transition, the mindset of transition. But let me talk about the first transition that Moses went through that we are familiar of. Before we get to him being a great deliverer, let's talk about Moses getting to Jethro's house. The first idea of transition in this story of Moses and Joshua that would be coming. Jethro's house. In Jethro's house, there is just a small thing about transition I want you to grab hold of for all of you who will hear this. In the midst of transition, the first thing you have to do is be willing to unlearn what you have learned. Moses has spent 40 years learning the wisdom, the ways, the mindset, the ministry, the legal system, the legalities, the lawlessness and the lawfulness of Egypt. Now, those 40 years have indoctrinated him into a way of reacting, a way of expectation, a way of seeing himself, a way of seeing others. His entire culture has been built on the boundaries, the mindset, the limits and the limitations of Egypt. Now, God says, I'm going to lead you into a place of being transitionally the leader in a place of transition, of bringing people into the power and the encounters of Christ. And now here you are, 40 years in the desert. So what were the 40 years in the desert about? It took as long to unlearn Egypt as it took to learn Egypt. Sometimes we don't realize that the transition we're in right now is not stalled. It's not waiting. It's not that God forgot us. It's that the Lord is giving us time to unlearn some things until you are willing in the kingdom of God to admit that what you learned from men, what you learned in your system, what you learned that may be successful, may produce, may have gotten you where you need to be, but it cannot take you one step further to destiny in God because what you learned outside of God can never produce for you in God. And God will let you reach a certain level of success, but he will not let you have a level of peace. He will let you have influence, but you will not have power. You will be able to touch people, but you cannot touch. Generations. Why? Because everything you do in your own system will fade the moment you lose the ability to make others believe you. So God had to get Moses to unlearn. My question, simply for you this week, as you're listening to this, is Are you frustrated? Are you upset? Are you weary and worn out because you're fighting God's process? You're upset that no one will listen to you, that you can't make people follow you, that you can't sell what you're trying to sell and get people to buy what you have created. Is it because you haven't let God unlearn you? Are you using all of the ways you figured out everything you learned on YouTube, everything you heard about from Instagram? Did you learn all the ways that they taught you in the success models of the world? Have you learned every way they could teach you? to sell, to produce, to be productive, to be great? Did you learn their ways? And in learning their ways, you've taken on their spirit, their culture, their mindset, their arrogance, their ignorance, their pain, their pride. Are you repeating patterns God is trying to destroy because you've never let the Holy Spirit unlearn you? This week, I invite you to sit with God and ask a simple question. Father, what should I unlearn about business? What should I unlearn about raising children? What should I unlearn about doing church? What should I unlearn about being a neighbor? What should I unlearn about politics? What should I unlearn about my identity? What should I unlearn? What did they tell me? And for 40 years, I've been convinced I was right, that now in your presence, you don't even acknowledge the whole process that taught me to see myself different than you see me. My prayer for you this week is when you look in the mirror, you will unlearn all the fear, the rejection, the bondage, the mindset. My prayer for you this week is you will unlearn in your family, arguing with each other, yelling at your kids, beating up on the ones you love, and trying to control them into their future. My prayer for you this week is you will unlearn the process of fear, manipulation, and control to get ahead and succeed. My prayer for you this week is you will unlearn how to yell, accuse, and point fingers in politics while you hope to make a nation great while you make other people feel unwanted. My hope for you this week is you will unlearn why you think you have to be better than someone else to be great in the kingdom of God, why you make others feel small just so you can be big, why you feel like what you do is greater than who you are. My prayer. This week, may God teach you what you need to know in Jethro's house so we can finally put a staff in your hand. May the Lord God Almighty bless you and keep you. May he rain heaven upon you. May you arise and walk in destiny. And may you realize transition is not difficult if you actually know where you're going. This has been Prophetic Edge with Michael Dalton. If this episode has blessed you, please consider sharing it with someone. For more information, ministry dates, and to sow into the ministry, please visit yes-ministries.com.